Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is just too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my best pal, Mr. Sean Mead. Sean, how's it going? I'm good, Connor. One week, I hope you introduce me as like a wrestling announcer would. Uh, and it's like this big build up and my theme music plays and then I respond exactly like this just really I, we should bring in the guy that does the let's get ready to rumble <laughs> and then you just come in and go hello hello how how are you going fellas do you think he's on like cameo or anything like that that we can just hire him do you think we do well on cameo will we open a cameo do you want to open a cameo just on the, on the off chance like just for us go for like breakups like us breaking people up ah lads now ah Susan no, he, he's, look, not, he's not showing with you anymore lad just, just to let you know <laughs> just, just, look it's, it's better for everyone involved isn't it even the kids what's that you don't have kids well oh <laughs> that you know about huh huh <laughs> we just make it worse create gossip <laughs> we call it keep digging and that's the name of our cameo again. you told me he was seeing another, another lovely woman um, absolutely sound yeah. way better than you <laughs> you're talking in the break and it's like but look John the new the new lady she sounds great honestly <laughs> Um, she has. She's much better at all the things that you're bad at. That's what he said to us. Anyway, everything just, you're insecure about, it's her yeah, yeah, favorite yeah. thing. She, she's actually an Olympic athlete at them <laughs> at those exact specific flaws. Um, Sean, this is weird news. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, a man who has been too busy stirring the shit in strangers' love lives to look at any weird news. I mean, I just—it's a business opportunity there. We, I see it, it's cyclical because we have this segment where I solve people's problems. So if I start yes. causing problems, then you there's create infinite content. You're, you're like the firefighter who becomes an arsonist. <laughs> yeah, that's me as a person. <laughs> an arsonist? <laughs> no, no, no. For legal reasons, no. Legal reasons. I have not burned places down recently. That orphanage went down all by itself. Okay, I'm sorry. Jeez, I started so an accidental fire once, but we controlled it. <laughs> just because I had a flame drawer within 50 yards of it doesn't mean I set it. It means I was just there. You've no evidence. You've no evidence at all. It's not on CCTV or anything. <laughs> um, so, Sean, weird news. Um, we have a few, I would say, regulars here at Weird News. Um, yeah, Florida. And a few... A few people that we've touched on multiple times in stories over the years. Like we've been doing this a few years now, so mm-hmm. the same Nearly people five. pop up. 
we, we, to be honest, we kind of see the start and end of some love stories uh, within the show itself. Okay. Um, oh, we've seen, is this, okay, yeah, we've seen, wait, is this about a pirate ghost? <laughs> or a Victorian ghost? Or one of the ghosts? No. <laughs> <laughs> How fucked is it that I... I have a frame of reference for what you were yeah. saying. It, it's amazing that where your brain goes after this many years of doing this on a weekly basis. But yeah, people who are long-time listeners will also know um, of Brooke Harda. Um, and that is the woman who married a Victorian-era ghost yeah. a few years ago. And then we last time we touched on them, they were going through some serious troubles. Wasn't um, he texting other ladies or something like that? <laughs> or was that a different ghost I'm thinking of? I think <laughs> it's so hard to keep up. All of there's these ghosts. One that's, there's another one that's a pirate ghost who's yeah, going with the Irish woman. That's Amethyst Realm, yeah. Amethyst Realm, yeah. yeah. Now, that's, that's definitely a stage name, we, not her real name. We have her book. Uh, one of our lovely patrons and friends, Roisin, uh, sent it to mm-hmm. us. Uh, it is a yeah, treat. I'm going to read it on Patreon one day. <laughs> Just read it out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Patreon, Sean, we do have a Patreon, don't we? We do indeed. Heaps of content over on patreon.com forward slash heroes for hire podcast, movie reviews, mm. extra shows and more. And we're probably going to be doing a live listener hangout probably in the next few weeks to a month. We're trying to figure it out. But at some yeah. stage, I'm throwing this on, Sean, but I mean, are you free for the rest of 2023 at some stage? I am busy um, every day except now. <laughs> So get on over. Recording next week's show is difficult. I also, and I'm just saying this so it's out in the void, because I said this on the last listener hangout, I want us to play Irish GeoGuessr and just be stuck in fields for 40 minutes. I think think that'd that'd be fantastic. Great content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, It'd be really good for the international patrons as well, because I think you really get a feel of what we have here. That's it. I did actually, I was. I did some practice rounds just so I was okay at it. And I, no joke, it was 100 metres from my house that it dropped Fuck me. off. Yeah. <laughs> I recognise that blade of grass. It's <laughs> a field. Oh, that's, that's Tom's shoe. <laughs> so anyway, we're going to get back to the story. We've done yeah, the pitch sorry. for, also you get read out at the end of the episode, but whatever. Um, Sean, this woman who married a Victorian era, era ghost has revealed, Sean, this week, she has finally divorced him. My God, you hate to see yeah. it happen. You hate, you do we, hate to we, see it. They did sign up to the cameo. We've seen the start of it. We've seen the troubles. We've seen the marriage. We've seen more troubles. And now yeah. we've seen the divorce. It's difficult. It's a difficult now, time for us all. See, my question with divorcing a ghost, right, is, is it, say you were, say you want, okay, I don't know how you marry a ghost and get the documentation for that. I also don't know how you go about divorcing it. So is it easier to do a kind of exorcism scenario and just get rid of the ghost or would that be akin to murder in this in this situation? Woman who married a Victorian era ghost has divorced him by having an exorcism. <laughs> oh my god, she killed him. <laughs> Straight up murder. Straight to be fair, already dead. Already dead in Victorian times, statute mm-hmm. limitations. Also, double indemnity. You can't be convicted of the same crime twice. Uh, I'm not she saying she killed the him first in first Victor- murder, I assume. Uh, yeah, she probably didn't kill him in Victorian times, unless... <laughs> unless she's a ghost. <laughs> Maybe she's the ghost all along. She can't be the ghost, though, because then then, no, then neither of them would be real. <laughs> well, the reason why this story is back out, Sean, is at the very end of this article. And it's, it's to promote something, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. And that's why she's back in the news, because I think Brooke Hardy has decided that the, the word has died down. So now she's come back out because every few months, maybe every six months, she comes in big because she's yeah. got another thing to promote. Yeah, because she realises that the Sun newspaper will pay £600 for a story. <laughs> True. And me and you <laughs> will follow her love journey. <laughs> it's a system we've got going here, people. Um, so the 40-year-old said the devilishly handsome soldier burst into her bedroom on a stormy night and their fate was set. Sean, I'm just, just letting everyone know. Maybe you weren't here from the first story. They decided they get hitched after only five months of knowing each other and they had their wedding on Halloween last year that which, is yeah which I think I might have brought this up originally is that that's the perfect time to marry a ghost because that's the one night that the realms between the spirit world are broken down 
Yeah, you, you know? did say some bullshit back then, I remember hey that. Now. So Ricardo hey says <laughs> Ricardo says Eduardo, however under after their wedding, things got bad, Sean. He got drunk on their honeymoon, which is something we did talk about. They yeah. went to Barry Island in Wales, and then he started getting very possessive. To make matters worse, the ghost also apparently developed and Sean, this is gonna shock you. An unsettling fascination with Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> Oh, that's a, okay. So, how unsettling? Because I suppose, like, if your human husband developed an unsettling obsession with Marilyn Monroe, it's weird, but not that weird. But if if he's already a ghost, she's they're they're basically neighbors. Like, it, it's like it's like an affair in the workplace at that point. Is yeah, because there's like there's no way you can intervene in that. Like there's, she's Marilyn Monroe, and she's a ghost. They have so much in common. You, not only would you feel inferior due to her being Marilyn Monroe, you would feel inferior because she has more in common with him due to the fact that she's also a ghost. So, this now now was it like, or because of, what would a Victorian view on Marilyn Monroe be? I suppose is the the next question. It's like, is he like, oh, this is class? Or is that he just is confused? genuinely a question nobody has ever asked anyone before. <laughs> just me looking at, like, fucking some like it hot. What would a Victorian child think of what, this? What do you think? What do you think the Romans would think of Anne Hathaway? Just, let's just probably all be, delve into it. Probably be big fans of Anne Hathaway. As Queen of Genovia, she'd be another ruler they could respect. <laughs> Of course. <laughs> um, so uh, the 40-year-old Eduardo would... It says 40-year-old Eduardo, by the way, which, I mean, he's not 40, is he? No, he's hundreds and hundreds of years old. Yeah. Uh, the, the the 40-year-old Eduardo, who's actually hundreds and hundreds of years old, would disappear for days and then come, in, then come back smelling of Chanel Number no. 5, which was Monroe's signature smell. Isn't that also the best-selling perfume in the world, though? Marilyn Monroe's signature smell. There's no other evidence needed, Sean. Can a ghost carry a smell? Like... They can change can carry anything else. So no, unless it's some kind of poltergeist. Mm. So mm. so it's a poltergeist, but just for perfume, I guess. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? I read that and I didn't once think, why does that go smell? Yeah. <laughs> because also, no, sorry, fuck this. Because if it's Marilyn Monroe. Sorry, and the, this is the first bit that you're turning on. Sorry, I just want to make a, this clear. It just, there's just so point, many leaps of logic that are being asked of me all at once. <laughs> cool. yeah, yeah. So the, if the, the Victorian the, era ghost, you were like, that makes sense. I'm on board. They went on honeymoon. I that's see, fine. Mentally, I came to terms with all of that last year. Cool. You've so already gone is, through the stages of grief. Yeah, yeah, Exactly, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. You can play back the tape and it'll be exactly the same reaction. <laughs> but if the implication is that the ghost now smells like Chanel Number no. 5 because I was having a bit of a roller around with Marilyn Monroe that implies that the ghost of Marilyn Monroe either smells like Chanel number five all the time or tops up her supply of Chanel number five that she's currently wearing implying that Mm. she can interact with the physical world (laughs) so this woman is saying Marilyn Monroe is a poltergeist I I think she's either saying that or she's saying all ghosts smell like whatever they smell like when they died, which would raise the Horrifying. question that this Victorian era ghost would smell like such shit. Smell horrendous. That's a time when <laughs> bathing wasn't a regular thing. Like you, you'd work all day. Sewage, sewage lines. People are just throwing shit in the street, mm. Connor. I don't know. Look, love conquers all, I suppose. Well, she did try to set boundaries. The more boundaries she put on her new husband, Sean... That only sent him into anger. So Bracara oh. decided to return to the chapel where they were exchanged vows and performed an exorcism. How can a ghost... Okay, wait, so they got married in a chapel. Is a ghost allowed in a church? Is uh, it not hallowed ground? I, not, I'm, I mean, they look, say a lot of things. They do say a lot of things. They do say a lot of things. <laughs> I guess... But they, and then he thinks, oh, I'm safe in this church. This is where I got married. Boom, yeah, exorcised. Yeah, yeah. Um, our relationship has always been turbulent from the beginning. I feel like we also discussed the divorce before, um, or her looking to get a, a divorce. Oh, definitely, yeah. This like this definitely came up. Like if it doesn't, because this is when the troubles were starting in the relationship. Exactly, and so I think the the, the exorcism has only happened now. 
because I came to the conclusion that the journey with Eduardo had no positive conclusion and his his energy was dragging me down. There was no breakup conversation, which, Sean, it's a ghost. Very difficult to have any sort of conversation, so I would assume definite that that is a truthful statement so far from Bricarda. That's yeah, but it's hard to write. It's not you. It's me on a Ouija board. So <laughs> that's the best joke I'll ever make, and I will never be on this podcast again. <laughs> she should have sent them a cameo <laughs> of me and you, <laughs> just riffing on this situation. Look, lad, I know you probably smell like shit, or maybe Chanel number five because you were I don't know having sex with Marilyn Monroe's ghost, who's a poltergeist. We don't know at the minute, but lad, I have to be honest with you, Bricarda. She's not into you no more, brother. I just fucking go on my way. Pack a suitcase, leave the area. Plenty more fish in the sea, you know? Plenty more fish in heaven? Hell? And I'll tell you something, you can search that sea all day, lad. You don't need to breed. You can search for any fish you want. Go down to the very fucking depths. Go swimming there. Find a siren for yourself, why not? And it'll help the smell as well, the longer you're there. No, because no, he'll still smell like it, because he smells like that forever now. If Marilyn Monroe True. smells like Chanel Sorry, no, that's, If yeah. we go off the basic we, logic of previous We established today. these terms already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the world building that has already gone on. Oh, the um, deep lore in this fucking weird news episode. So she consulted a psychic medium um, to, help me asser- to help her assert her boundaries over Eduardo and to try to tame him, but it didn't work. He grew increasingly more aggressive and nasty and began to haunt her with the sound of a screaming baby. I think that's where that's where we ended last time. Yes. I concluded that the only way to get rid of Eduardo was to exercise him. Um, what running would I do? Oh, it's one of my my own biggest fears. Let me tell you. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening to this episode. If you need to send us a cameo, it's not you. It's us. So I embarked on the harrowing process in the chapel where we got married. After hours, he was finally purged from my system. I felt light and free and excited to be released of his troubled spirit. Since the exorcism, I haven't felt his presence or seen him. The whole energy has shifted and life feels more light and joyful. I am quite adamant that I no longer want to be haunted by Eduardo, so his presence isn't welcome in my life. Pretty strong words. Yeah, that also all sounds like it could be said about an actual breakup between two mm-hmm. living humans. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, will, I don't know, she bump into Eduardo on a night out and they have messy words together. Like, will that happen at all, do you think? How how many drinks have you had at that point? When, how did the breakup go? A very yeah. interesting dynamic, because it could be, please take me back, or, you fucking awful bastard. Well, and like, th- there was no breakup conversation, you know, so there's probably a <laughs> lot left unsaid there. Uh, True. So they're going to, like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out eventually, Connor. Because, um, is he exercised from the world or just from her? I suppose that's a good point because I mean it's not <laughs> it's not a good point at all sorry I just heard myself speaking that but in the whole context of this exact fucking insane conversation that's a fantastic point Sean thank because you very much if, if following up on that exercising him does that exercise him from everyone so he's she's also taking away his chance to even get love in another place um, yeah, th- he could find love in a hopeless place, as we were told one time in a song. And I have like, heard that before. <laughs> and so, and so, her doing that does it get rid of him for everyone or just her? Because this is the th- yeah. Because and like this and his little like tryst with Marilyn Monroe was that within the concept of those both being ghosts in our mm. world? Because then what happens? Like what I mean, what's being <laughs> <laughs> What's beyond our world, Connor? Do we are, do we exist really, or do what we happens when we die, Sean? Endless nothingness. I, I think this should be our cameos. <laughs> <laughs> it gets really heavy about twenty minutes into the cameos. People. Could you wish happy birthday to my grad? Yeah. Well, look, you're going to die soon, right? and it's best and to come to terms with that, honestly. Nobody knows what's going to happen next. To be honest no. with you, Agnes, anything could fucking happen. Just, and in many ways, be the first to see it. In many ways, isn't it better if there's nothing? Do you know, just enjoy the time we have together. You know, that's what makes it special. Because worms will be feasting on your fucking face after, not a, even a week later. So no, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. <laughs> you won't care. You'll be gone. Everyone you know and love will die. <laughs> and there's, the funny thing is, there's nothing you can do to stop it. <laughs> Anyway, give us a fiver. <laughs> Go on there. <laughs> um, so, Sean, how we know all of this is because she gave this interview. 
is because Sean Brookharda has finally come full circle oh. and has wrote a song for us called Just Another Anthem about the, her relationship with Eduardo and she believes it's an in-your-face message to symbolise that I've moved on. So she's writing a song to him. To him, who's gone, who's exercised. To be fair, she has killed him, so it's kind of a pointless song. But she's written a song called Just Another Album. Um, and you are feel free to Google that song. You can look at the lyrics if you'd like. Uh, yeah, um, I'll pull it up here now. Just Another Anthem, is it? Uh, just Another Anthem by Brookharda. Anthem Brookharda. Oh, it's God, it's a suggested search. <laughs> Holy fuck, this video looks like it goes hard. Hang on. There's a load of monks. <laughs> Fucking 40,000 views, to be fair to her. She's a big deal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's getting a bit spooky. Oh. Oh, I get it a drop. Connor, actually. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> be honest, I don't mind that all too much. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's like it's, 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 it's all right. It's you fine. are the it's, most, you're just flippy floppy, is all you are, right? You literally have spent basically since the start of this podcast, not even today's episode, I mean, since the start, the commencement of the first episode of this yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. you've told me this woman's an absolute fucking bitch. Right, you hated her since the day she came on with her fucking ghost husband and you said it's all lunacy. Now she releases one fucking mildly rock song and you're like, yeah. I come around, look, I'm an easy man to please. What can I say? If, if I can also make a case, Connor, the music video yeah. contains footage from their wedding video. No. Oh, which is that's... her standing by herself in front of a priest <laughs> pretending to put a ring on a ghost. No priest is going to marry you to a ghost. He's not, he doesn't, he mightn't be a particularly by the book priest, you know. He's one of these. He's a bad boy priest. He's a bad boy priest, but not a bad boy priest. No, but not, but not the way priest. you're thinking. Not, <laughs> not in the, not the really know, bad ones, like a bad, like an edgy one. Like an, not, he's, not, yeah, he's, he's, he's not a, he's not a cool priest, but he's not, he's an edgy priest. He's, like he's not going to pull out a guitar and like sing a song about it, but he's oh, also no. not going to probably touch inappropriately Children. People. <laughs> Children, mostly, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you. people, Children. you know, the, all of this is like, this is all superfluous information to the fact that that song is pretty good, okay? And it's, I will say, it's better than it has any right to be. Uh, you listen to at least, you listen to 30 seconds of it, and you were immediately like, I mean... All right, I'm going to uh, skip to two minutes and three seconds in and let's please. see what's happening. Yeah, that's what it's- The light I can see right through you in relation to her ghost husband. <laughs> Fucking beautiful. No, it's not. It's amazing. I think, um, I don't want to say this too loud, but we've we've lost him. Um, he's, There's a whole he's lost series. There's a whole series of Bricarda music videos. Have you so, fallen down the stairs recently? What the fuck are you talking about? Love me till I'm beautiful. Twisted. <laughs> the Last Supper. Haunted, just another anthem. There's, they keep going. Her biggest video has six hundred and seventy thousand views. You're goddamn right. I'm six hundred and sixty of them, to be fair. But you, you're coming out against Brocard. I hate listening, Sean. Ah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, Sean, we're gonna have to move on from Brocard now that you're her biggest I don't fan. Think I apparently, can't move on. <laughs> I, I, I think this no, is me can. now. Does she have merch? Um, I wonder. No, you're not buying her merch before you buy our merch. What the Correction, fuck are you talking Connor, about? The podcast is buying her merch, okay? <laughs> Go to Patreon. I bought all of her merch. <laughs> Please, we need a Patreon subscriber <laughs> to fund Sean's obsession. The I don't think there's merch, but if look, I'll I'll bootleg some, it'll be fine, I'll make it myself. If you were to do merch for her, what would you come up with? Uh it would be probably a like you know one of those Halloween ghost outfits? It'd be that, but mm. like a onesie. Uh, oh yeah and it's or uh, a Victorian military uniform but it's like in the style of those tuxedo shirts uh, I think that's what, what I'm working with but there. it's like it's standing up by itself and, yeah, the, yeah. and the shoes are there but there's nobody else exactly yeah yeah and mm-hmm. then there's one that's just you. but you pay 50 quid and you get nothing and it's called I see right through you 
uh, and it's a transparent shirt is what you've bought. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news, Sean. And I have... Um, I have two two stories for you, as I okay. always do. Um, your first one is... Unidentified mysterious object washes up on beach <gasps> or man spends a lot of money to become something. Oh, okay. I want to do the beach one because I've seen the photo and I have a joke that I think you'll enjoy. I think, is it about a TV show? It is indeed, Connor. Is it about a TV show that starts with an electric guitar and a team song? Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Great week for theme I, songs. Unidentified mysterious cylinder washes up on beach as police urge public to stay away. If you have not seen this, um, there this is one of the weirdest things over the last week, which is why it's here. Uh, local residents at Greenhead, some 155 miles north of Perth, reported a mysterious gold-coloured coloured cylinder that washed up on the beach. The cylinder is estimated to be about two and a half metres long, two and a half metres wide, and is made of metal. Their officers are current, or officials are currently guarding the large item until further facts regarding the origins are discovered. But nobody knows where it came from, and it's just kind of washed up, and it doesn't look like anything anyone's ever seen. Unless you're a fan of Power Rangers. <laughs> In which case, there's a Rita Repulsa inside of that cylinder. I'm proud of you for understanding that reference. Thanks, bud. <laughs> I saw a photo on Twitter, and then the replies explained it to me. <laughs> ah, right. I thought you just seen the movie. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've seen the movie, but no, no, We no, have no. watched the movie to, for the Patreon, and you loved every moment of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. There's a weird bit where it just cuts to a jungle and some witch in a bikini trains him for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rita's there too. And then the second one, even better, there's Space Pirates. Even better. Then we watched Turbo, they all had cars, but then the villain was on an island. So, really, you'd write a movie if you gave all your rangers a cool, super cool, like, race cars. Yeah, yeah, you'd yeah. You'd maybe create a scenario where the final battle would take place on Racing somewhere they could cars. drive to. Well, there's also, uh, the, the Megazord is a ferry in that movie. <laughs> uh, so they had... They but went it's to- not called, like, Power Rangers Ferry. <laughs> no, but you can have a Turbo Ferry. You know, put some Cuban <laughs> NOS in the in the engines. Stop putting Cuban NOS in things. <laughs> Would NOS work in a boat, do you think? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it works in a car. It does, surely. Do- well, I say this, it's only... It, what's your reference for that? Need for speed, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and, and fast and furious films, uh, of which I've seen half of one. But... Good. It's, yeah, I suppose it is just entertainment has convinced me that NOS is a real thing. So, hmm. I mean, Sean, the, the Australian Space Agency have come in and said that it could be part of a foreign launch rocket, though the details currently remain unclear. And they are currently asking for people to stay away as far as possible because they don't know what it is. But, Sean, this is the start of every horror movie I've ever seen. And is there a monster in that? And if so, when the guards are guarding it, they're going to be the first killed. And then I assume that whole of Australia will be taken next. Um, and uh, yeah, I'd like it's it, it it is tough because yeah, like anything could be inside there. We're all convinced it's Rita Repulsa, but could it could be something more sinister? Like if it is, because rockets do crash down in the sea, so that it could just be one of those that drifted on. But what if something climbed inside? I'm thinking like a Starro from the Suicide Squad. Kind I of. was thinking Starro yeah. from the Suicide Squad. Something real fucked up could yeah. be in there. Do you remember that scene where the astronauts are like posing beside it? And then yeah. it just starts like fucking, oh man. Starts wrecking shop. There's, and when they pull the star off their face and there's an indent. And, oh, it's foul. Oh, oh. you haven't seen the Suicide Squad by James Good last year, I'd watch it. It's, it's fucked up, but it's pretty good. It's fucked up, but real, real good. One of the best Real, films. real good. Someone just put up, uh, this is a movie Mondays, but someone just, someone put up his four last movies or the Three Guardians movies and the Suicide Squad and they're just like, he don't miss. <laughs> the man really don't, don't miss. <laughs> I am surprised he came out and said that The Flash is such a great movie, but I suppose he had to do that contractually. 
I think so. And just to touch on it again, you told me that the strikes should be over, that nope. the actors need to Connor, get back to work again, um, and I, that I, they're I, wasting time. They're wasting, and I think in your own words, the CEO's money by being out there. I t- I'd look, I'd, I'd look, as much as I, appre- I appreciate a good bit, a jape, if you will, as much as the next <laughs> man. But no, corporations are never in the right and everyone should strike at every opportunity David Zaslav needs to go home and have a lie down is what he needs to do (laughs) in one of his 19 houses yeah and then he needs to go fuck himself (laughs) (laughs) Sean I I just wanted to touch on this because uh, if Australia is the first destroyed are are we saying this is like J.J. Abrams level like found footage there's a movie here somewhere could yeah it'd be a very would it be like I'm trying to think like kind of a like a Cloverfieldy kind of thing, but in Australia. So, genuinely, it might be the best place for aliens to land because there's fucking enough things that'll kill you there that they probably won't they make be, it off the island. They'd be they'd be nonplus about the whole thing. The yeah. Aliens would arrive and like seven snakes and just jump on top of them, and then it's game over. That yeah, like I I think in 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 terms of like threat. Aliens are far less than most wildlife in Australia. I think Australian wildlife beats all possible alien. <laughs> yeah, Australia like some of it might as well be aliens as well. Like, like I think right, yeah. So you have aliens; they come to Earth. We're sending them straight to Australia because the Australians know all the animals, but they don't. So they'll see a spider; they're not going to be worried. That spider's going to buy it. Game over, lad. Yeah, yeah, and like, like, as, and then if it was like, oh, we need a representative from Australia to talk to the aliens, send Robert Irwin. He seems a lovely man. He won't he do. He seems them very nice. Very good at communicating without yeah. using words and such. You know, I think he's. I think he might be the man. Quite honestly, and showed him clips of Steve <laughs> just to, so they understand. The uh, I think in the, there's some piece of zombie media. I think it might have been World War Z. Or 28 days later. But Ireland is basically fine because they didn't have the, like, traffic to spread easily. Like, when we're like an isolated island. So we just, in the story, closed our borders and just everything went up. It's a lot more difficult in real life, as we've learned. But I mean, to be fair, you only need one to get through and then it's game over. Well, this is the thing. But, like, in the book, we were fine. So Australia, as an island could just contain the aliens for a little while and then when we go and meet them they're really chilled out and going surfing and stuff like that is the australian army literally just spiders and snakes because if it's not they're missing a trick yeah it feels like it should be one of those like warcraft style of armies where the the humans have allied with the monsters (laughs) you should ride in on a fucking snake because like you've trained them yeah get all your generals on a fucking kangaroo like (laughs) it's got a load of grenades in its pouch it'll be class and like I don't know if we're taking things here that nobody's thought of or else this is a common knowledge but I just think Australia if you've got guns what's more effective than a gun you train a load of fucking venomous snakes crawl along the battlefield you you poison all the generals before the battle even happens game over lad oh you're yeah you're using fucking uh, chemical warfare like you're using nature to take things down it's a real it's a gorilla style of combat without there's no gorillas in Australia there's no gorillas but but we're thinking smaller Um, Sean we're going to have to move on speaking of animals because I I have out of Australian references man who dollary dues is my last one Um, man spent has spent twelve and a half grand to become a dog Uh, says he's fulfilling his dream this is a sex thing right is it? It, for the, I mean, it mostly is with these kind of things. Like it's, yeah. Because dogs are class, right? But you're not meant to be one. So the man who lives in Japan claims that this has been something he's dreamt about since his childhood. And now as an adult, with enough cash to spend on an incredibly realistic dog suit, he's now able to live how he wants. He even treated himself to a giant dog crate to sleep in, to make the whole thing feel as real as possible. I don't, okay, how far is he going with this? Is he eating dog food like? Like what's... I... I be, oh no, he's got a YouTube channel. <laughs> oh no. By the Japanese dog suit guy? Is this the man in the Border Collie costume? Yes. We've talked about this guy before. Have we? Yeah, this came up like a year or two ago. Did we? <laughs> yeah. This no, is an update. <laughs> okay, yeah, something... Yeah, he, he got a custom-made Collie costume. 
And but I like I didn't know he was living as a dog. I thought it was just No, he's now fully got living uh so actually yeah, he hit the headlines last year after the first clips of him inside the dog suit appeared online. Um, I hate but this now he's now he's come out since then this week to give a bit more context um, as people are like what's going on because the structure of the skeleton is very different they spent a lot of time studying how to make it look like a dog in this proper dog suit 12 and a half grand it's almost like we didn't evolve to be dogs you know <laughs> and that's a shame but like let's not go back now He's worried also that his pals will think he's weird, Sean. I fucking um, guarantee they do. Because <laughs> I'm a stranger and I think you're weird. If, if I started dressing in a dog suit... Oh, there'd be words, Connor. Like, like, yeah, but how would it go down? I'd be very interested to know, like, how would you how do I tell discover me... It? How do I discover that you're in a dog costume? Do you tell oh, me? We start, we start recording. Okay. And for weeks leading up to it, I'm like, I'm just... I'm really, really fucking into looking like a dog. Like, I'm just... I'm just looking into it. I've been trying to buy suits. Um, okay, once you mention suits, I'm like, look, that's weird. Whatever you're into. But that's not... I don't want any part I of this. I think you're too nice to tell me <laughs> I know. No, I would be having... There would be... There would be a call. I would be at your house by surprise one day. And there'd be a bunch of us sitting in a circle to talk to you. And... And then on the call, we jumped to record the podcast and I just come on the Google Meet and you were just like, I'm sitting here in full dog costume. Like genuinely, I would, I would be shocked. I would be Mm. confused and I would be like, what's going on? And would you address (laughs) the fact that you're wearing the dog costume? I would just immediately start recording. (laughs) What's going on? No, because I think in my like, my people pleasing nature would be... Uh, taken over by my yeah. level of uncomfortableness and I would just feel I, I can't I, I really can't do this I'm sorry I simply cannot I just I can't sanction this <laughs> he says I rarely tell my friends because I'm afraid what they that they will think I am weird my friends and family seem very surprised to learn that I became an animal he said I mean they would um, yeah. Weirdly, like, if it's for a sex thing, more understandable. Still, like, whatever you're into. But, like, yeah. if it's, like, a weird sex thing, you're like, okay, I I like dressing as a dog. And if some other lad who also likes dressing as a dog, we're fucking That's fine. If you're not together. hurting anyone, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> Go for it, lad. <laughs> but, but if you're... It's, it's, it's like, the realism, I think. Because a lot of, like, dressing up as animals and shit for sex is, like... It's, like, mascot costume kind of stuff. Uh, like... Mm. It doesn't look like a real dog. This looks like a real border collie just fucking sitting there. It's like, yeah. what's, what, what's, what's that about? What's going on there, Connor? What's his end game here? Is he just living like this? I think he's just decided to live his life as a dog, yeah. Ja- it's okay, hang on. Japanese dog costume. I'm going to find this dude's YouTube channel. Do I want to turn on a VPN for this search, do you think? Hey, ooh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe. Just- they don't know where I come from. <laughs> I don't know what your recommended videos are going to be after this, but they're probably going to be fucked. Oh, look, it's, there's enough damage done already. Uh, I mean, the last two searches are dog costume and brocarde. <laughs> I became a do- Yeah, Jesus Christ. I became a dog and took a walk outside. Oh, he's oh he's on a leash. Oh, no. <laughs> he's wa- This is fucked, man. This is so fucked. I mean, it just seems like so time-consuming. But life is tough enough as it is. Your back must be in bits. <laughs> yeah, me and you more so are like, ah, physically, your knees would be in bits. It looks like someone skinned a dog and is now wearing it as some crude facsimile of life. This is horrendous. Like the, I just... I think physically it's got to take a toll. I think you can only do this for maybe a year, max. Like. A year's a long time. A year's a long time. I'd give it a week before the the fucking, the the rush wears off of being a dog. He's just, and he looks in pain the whole time. (laughs) It looks like a fucked up dog whose skeleton is too big for its body. He looks sad. He looks, like... Now, oh, he's eating dog food. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, no, I hate it. He's just in a corner in like quite a nice looking apartment. Yeah. I hate this. And then 
someone's hand oh he does the shake the paw with someone else's hand I don't that's not that impressive you're a human <laughs> Not, no, I'm not impressed by it, Connor. I'm more horrified. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, if he's doing it for that as a trick, yeah. like, it's grand when a dog does it. Oh, yeah, that's impressive when a dog does it. Sorry, yeah. Mm. But, like, he's he's waving goodbye to the camera. Like, he's he's too smart to be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> You're like his guidance counsellor. You're too advanced to be a dog. And, like, I know dogs are class, but still... There everyone, has to be a limit. Everyone in the comments is calling it cute and wholesome, and I'm just like, this is. Maybe it, we're the problem. I do, I'm fine to be the problem if that's if that's the case. Mm. Like mm. he's, I, 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 it it feels like it's done against his will. Do you know? Like, I just think practically you've got to be in pain, and I, I just don't. I just want everyone to be happy in their lives. But at the same time, if he's happy like a dog, grand. But like, lad, you're going to be sore. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing I'm all for being happy right but don't don't do this please what's the end game though there is no end game he's just a dog fucking like he's like he's he's catching frisbees in his mouth and shit like also not impressive <laughs> I get like I get like look being if I was to be reincarnated like a dog would be a great thing to be you mm. fucking no worries in the world but like this yeah. he's He's a human man. Like, he's got responsibilities and such. Maybe this is like, you look back on this in 50 years and it'll be like, oh, Sean cancelled for not thinking dogs, people can be dogs, but... (laughs) Here's here's how I see it. Life is shit enough as it is, right? Right, I'm with you. (laughs) Don't don't put it on hard mode. It's already on hard mode. Yeah, I, I, I mean... I, I don't know how much more I can say on this because I worry I'm being like actually judgmental but this is fucking yeah. weird and I don't like it. <laughs> um, we're going to move on to our next piece of news and Sean, the Tour de France is on at the moment. Um, okay. I don't know if you've seen the Netflix documentary about the Tour de France. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, no, but I have seen the Netflix don't... documentary about Pez dispensers which is very good. That, that That's not similar. Right, um, okay. Have you seen Drive to Survive, the Formula One version? No. Right, great. But Keep so going, though. Name other ones. They, this is a good anecdote so far. So they <laughs> did one basically on the Tour de France, and that's how I know a little bit about the Tour de France through watching that. Right, um, okay. I watched a but, documentary about the Lance Armstrong doping thing. If that did helps. Did you? That's pretty, that, was that the movie or the documentary? The documentary. The, Chris O'Dowd's in the movie, your, your voice... My voice partner. double. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's my favorite part. I don't. This is such a niche fucking reference for that one documentary. But did you like the bit when Irish journalist Paul Kimmage came? Yes. In? And he's only right. There's a documentary on Lance Armstrong, right? It's like a, it's like ninety minutes long. It's and really good. Like all, it's really good, right? And actually, the people that took him down were Irish people. Irish journalists were yeah. the ones that took him down, right? And what's really funny is like about an hour and ten minutes in. A random journalist called Paul Kimmage, who lives and works here in one of our newspapers here in Ireland, he just comes in for one soundbite, one sit-down interview where he gave one soundbite, and he just comes in and he just is like, everyone's like trying to talk around this topic, like, Lance was cheating, but we didn't know what to do with it, like, what were we going to do? And he just comes in and goes, all these fucking writers had to see his fucking smug face (laughs) on the fucking billboards. (laughs) And it's like... He's so, he, he's pulling no punches, Mister Kimmich. Let me tell you, <laughs> like, he, they see this fucking fraud. <laughs> like he says he's a liar. <laughs> yeah, straight up, and then you never see him again. No, he just comes in for that one little bit, which he probably could have recorded in a room on his own and just sent to them. <laughs> No, I respected it. Clearly, everything else in his interview wasn't usable, but that was the only bit they could use. That was the only time a person, like, straight up said, no, this was fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But that's just nothing to do with anything that we're talking about. Just a nice Um, little bit. I I just think Lance Armstrong, he was... I think he he didn't cheat at all. Like, you know what I mean? No, he very well... He famously (laughs) cheated, Connor. What? What did he do? He got a load of fresh blood put in him. (laughs) With stuff in it. he was cycling real quick. Yeah. If we can all cycle quick if we get new blood. <laughs> if I got better blood, I'd cycle so fast. What blood type are you? 
I don't know. All oh, right. Uh, oh, I think. I think I'm an O. I'm O positive. Oh, well, that's fucking false advertising. <laughs> One thing positive about me, folks. <laughs> um, so uh, the Tour de France teams have asked fans to behave better after a <laughs> selfie caused a mass pileup in the 15th stage this year. Is this the second? Because last year someone held out a big sign and caused a massive Someone held out a up. massive sign. Now, if you've ever seen the documentary, these people are fucking flying, right? Yeah. They're absolutely going like 80 miles per hour. Like, like some serious, serious speed. Mad shit. When they go downhill, it's crazy speed, right? But the thing about this is, like, you have somebody cycling and there's like 50 people behind them. Last year, somebody put out a sign. One of them hit it and then if one goes down, like dominoes, yeah. they all go down. Because at bits, they are all grouped together just because of the nature of how the course is laid out. Other times, like, they're going behind each other to slipstream and stuff like that. So you're always yeah. going to take out a few of them. So uh, here's the thing. This week, a mass crash happened on the 15th stage on Sunday when somebody decided that they wanted to take a selfie uh, at the side of the at the side of the road, but they kind of put their phone out to try and get them with the cyclists right. behind them. Which is... Not not advised. Don't put anything into the road you're not willing to lose. And just yeah. what like um, essentially punch the cyclist in the face then. So they basically uh, American rider Sepp Kuss was cycling along and one of the one of the people who were watching it basically just lean into the fucking track to take a selfie with all the cyclists cycling past. Sep, on he was not expecting somebody in the crowd to kind of pop out of nowhere with like their upper torso over the wire. Mm-hmm. That he just hits them, he goes down, and then this is fifty-two kilometers in. By the way, they've cycled fifty-two kilometers at this point. Fuck. Um, and then t- at least two dozen other cyclists all come in, and they hit fucking Sep because Sep's on the ground, and there's just a cycle. A bicycle just in the middle of the road. Yeah, like, with the other lads coming behind at 50, 60, 70 miles an hour. Like, mm. it, how, how do they still let people watch this on the side when this amount of accidents happen? <laughs> I also don't know if, like, you would want to watch it on the side, but that might be complete ignorance on my part. But I, I get know it, though. I get what you mean. Like, you would, you would only see them for a second. Yeah, it's like watching, like, like Formula One. If you watch that, the cars go around and around a few times. Like, you get to see them really, a couple of times. The, the only place you want to see is at the finish line. That's really where you want to get sit, seated. But if you get like seated halfway around the track, fucking big whoop you do. Yeah, no, if it's going past your house, fine. But like, I remember there was a big like there was like a, it was I think it was the Tour de Ireland they called it back in fucking ages ago. Uh, and they went through town here and I was like on the way back from the shop with my nanny and we stopped for two seconds saw all of the cyclists go and then said right let's go about our day <laughs> that was mad though wasn't it oh it was wild <laughs> jeez <laughs> are we ruining all racing versions of sport that we we can't see the logic behind it I like no I can see like I can see the logic uh, as a sport I just don't think it's very uh spectator friendly like in a sport in a sort of sport that involves a pitch or or, or a field yeah like you turn up and you the the seats surround the area of the of the grass so you, the players may be moving but none of them can leave the stadium <laughs> yeah they're all contained like it's a similar thing but like I, like anyone who stands near the middle of a golf course is a psychopath like, there's two good bits in golf, the start and the very fucking end. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the middle of the fairway of hole nine. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It's, it's, it's a perfect view, so they say. Um, Sean, I think we need to move on because we're running out of time. And I wanted to get to this story because I have, take a seat, bank teller dupes bank robber into waiting in lobby until police arrive, FBI says. Oh, man. Yeah, they got tricked. They got Uno reversed. <laughs> so last week, a man allegedly rolled up to a PNC bank in Hollywood with a plan to nab some fast cash. Um, James Timothy Kelly, 77, by the way, 
walked oh. into the branch on Tyler Avenue with a polo shirt, grey short and a white hat while carrying a white mesh bag. Um, Kelly allegedly handed a teller a note that said, give me the money. Pretty self-explanatory. It's a, he's, he's not mincing words, Mr. Kelly. Mm. In fear, the victim bank teller pretended not to see the note and handed a bank withdrawal slip to Kelly. <laughs> the confusion in the man's mind at that point. That's amazing. <laughs> Kelly then stated, like, so he has to say it again, I am not here for that. I am here to rob you. <laughs> so the note is now useless at this point. Like, it's, it's, he's had to it, say it out loud. In response, the teller still pretended she was having computer issues and asked Kelly to take a seat in the lobby and and then they will get to him soon. <laughs> Just Mr. Magoo in their way through this situation. <laughs> At which point, the defendant, Mr. Kelly, obliged and walked straight over to the lobby and just sat down. My God. And like, yeah. So he's probably thinking, what the fuck's happening? She's probably thinking, what's the fuck's happening? Yeah. So we talked last week about that guy who tried to rob the place and then nobody reacted. Yeah. And like, mentally, that's going to just ruin you. And I think in this scenario, it's the same thing. I think I'm here to rob you with a note. First confusion. Then she hands you something back that's not money, and you're like, no, I'm actually here to rob you. And then she says, oh, the computer system's a bit down, sir. Could you just take a seat in the lobby, and I'll look after you now in a minute. There's a moment in your head that's like, I'll go sit down until the computers are fixed, and then continue the robbery. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be back once the system's back up, and then I (laughs) guess the robbery can resume. Yeah, like, what is the logic of that? Like, well, she'll call me when she's ready <laughs> to be, to be to robbed. To be robbed, and, and won't call anyone else in that time, presumably. Yeah. So he goes and sits down, and it's unclear whether the teller made up the computer issues to bide time for the police, or was a, as a spur-of-the-moment tactic to create distance between herself and the alleged robber. But the end result was still the same, as officers received an alert around 20 past 11 in the morning, in, the morning can, in connection to the incident, and rushed to the scene. Oh, okay, robbing in the morning, as we've always said, the best time to rob a bank. Everyone gets a day off. Nicest way to do it. Uh, and did she? Surely she didn't ring the police. There must have been a button or something to press. Like, because if, if he was sitting in the lobby watching her dial three numbers on a phone and then talk for a few minutes, he must have gotten that. Bring an IT. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, they must. They'll have to send someone out to fix that. They may send. This may send somebody lad, some lad out. These computers are. How could a computer be broken? But he's sitting there like going through his head, like, but how is the computer? Bro-? Like, she's after getting money out over there. Like, how? They're just all like, the computers broke. Surely they have money ready to go though. Like, it's not. Like, it doesn't make any sense. They don't print it That's- here. No, what's going on? Like, so um, after he was arrested. By the way, uh, Mr. Kelly was transferred to the FBI Miami field office for an interview. The man waived his rights to remain silent and agreed to speak with agents straight up. Um, He wants to have words. he He admitted to entering the bank, demanding money by means of intimidation and in the saddest admittance of all, failing in his attempt to rob the bank. I can't stress that enough. I failed. Like that, I mean, you know what? That takes a big man. Big that man takes someone who's mistakes. big. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. The the the. Do you think? Do you think he wanted to be in prison? Like, or no, I don't think so. Because then he would have been like, "I'm going to rob you for one dollar or something like that." Yeah. yeah no, yeah. he was trying to do the robbery, and now he's maybe trying to play it off. Also, he's in touch with the FB fucking eye. This is just like your local police station have him. Do you think they were just curious? He's like, "Why is a 77 year old man doing bank robberies? Did he have a weapon?" <laughs> um. So he apparently didn't have a weapon, but it's because it was not an armed robbery charge. It's just a bank robbery charge. Interesting. How do you? Surely it's so easier to rob a with bank. Notes. Yeah, I mean the pen is mightier than the sword, I guess. But how do you rob? Like, what's the? Where's it? What's what's the intimidation? If you're just a man 
asking for a lot of money. You fucking, he's willing to throw fucking shapes. Like, he's willing to throw a few haymakers. He's 77. Yeah, like maybe one haymaker before like a heart attack kicks in, but he's willing to throw it. This will be a you fucking I mean? good one, like. It'd be fine. Why do we a very fucking good one? But we don't know. Maybe he does have one. Maybe yeah, look. Maybe he is just one of like he's he's an old master that studied all of the martial arts, and he's, he's coming splinter. back. He's brought he, back he's in for splinter one last from job. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sorry, yeah, I forgot he could have been Splinter from mm-hmm. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, no, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> See, you're not picking up what I'm putting down here. Um, yeah, I just I love the fact that he's now in the FBI's hands, and he's just like, let me talk. I waive my right. I failed. But I did try to rob that place. And the moment in his head where he's like, ah, she's terrible lovely on the counter there now. That's actually very nice of her. Uh, she's like very kind, letting me sit down. She's the very distant good. sirens getting closer and closer. Yeah. So I wonder who they're coming for. Someone must be in trouble. <laughs> um, so, John, we are finishing off this week um, with... I'm, I'm kind of torn. I've got three stories. Uh, I'm going to give you a one, two, or three, and I want you to pick a number, and that's what we're going to finish on. All three are Florida. Okay, I'm going to go three. Three. Okay. Um, Man jailed after pulling drugs out of his arse. (laughs) Uh, Do you know what? It's a simple headline, but it really sums up this show, doesn't it? (laughs) Florida man was arrested at... A Florida man was arrested on drug charges after he pulled a bag of narcotics out of his anus during a traffic stop. I think arse is funnier. During Stephen Edrew Matting, yes, Stephen Edward Mattingly, thirty-five, uh, was charged with possession of fentanyl and drug paraphernalia after his arrest on Monday. Um, while following Mattingly after a traffic stop, the officer saw a large pile of various pieces of scrap metal extending above the bed of the truck. On the edge, a dishwasher was not secured and wobbled beyond the edge of the truck bed as the vehicle moved. So they pulled him over because the shit in the back of his truck wasn't tied down. So it's another instance of Florida man being caught by breaking the stupidest of rules. If he had tied the stuff down, he would still be out. He would have been grand. The drugs would still be in his arse to this day. (laughs) (laughs) The officer conducted a traffic stop. So they pull him over to basically tell him, look... You need to tie that shit down, right? It's a traffic stop. You're probably going to get a fine because, like, that's very dangerous. There's a fucking washing machine in, your, in the back of your seat or the dishwasher. If that falls out, it's going to be a real harm to other people. Um, so they do the traffic stop and they spoke to Mattingly, who said he typically did not wear a seatbelt either and was unaware of the shifting cargo. <laughs> Immediately, I don't normally wear a seatbelt, officer. I, I, I'll confess, I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> When asked for his driver's license, things began to get a bit weird. Uh, as Mattingly said, he had never been pulled over and did not know what to look for. But they had just told him they wanted his license and registration. But he said, I don't know what to look for. He doesn't know what they look like, perhaps. He's like he's never had to <laughs> pull them out before. The report noted that Mattingly had a lengthy driving history and previous encounters with law enforcement, including numerous offences for which he was pulled over by the police. So, slight lie on on old Mattingly's part there. I've never been pulled over by someone so handsome, officer. (laughs) Yeah, I've never been pulled over by you before, officer. (laughs) This is a brand Um, new experience. Due to the discrepancy in his statement, the officer asked if there was anything such as guns or drugs in the vehicle, because as the more questions come out, the more he lies, the worse it's getting, and the officer is getting more and more suspicious. Mattingly denies having anything of that nature within the car. No guns, no drugs. No guns in the car. The car, Mm. the car itself has no drugs in it. Um, The officer then, he observed a small container inside the open glove box. The officer asked if he consumed narcotics and Mattingly said... He got them from his doctor as a Subotex clinic, or at a Subotex clinic, the report said. So immediately backs down, there's no guns or drugs. Have you taken narcotics? Well, I do have them, but to be fair, I didn't know narcotics were drugs. So you can't hold me at that, officer. Right, okay. So, and a Subotex clinic is, it's a clinic that weans you off heroin and other drugs and stuff like that. That's a believable yes. story, you know? True. And especially if it's in the a little op- tub and stuff. 
the officer then asked for consent to search the vehicle, to which Mattingly agreed to. I've got nothing to hide, officer. You can search as long as you want. As he got out of the vehicle, however, a clear glass pipe with burnt residue fell out of his car. Fell out. Oh, no. (laughs) That means it was either on his lap or he kicked it out. The residue later tested positive for fentanyl. Mattingly was detained at that time, according to the report, which of course he was. A further search of the vehicle turned up a green glass pipe with more burnt residue underneath. Um, Additionally, a folded up piece of paper with a brown powdery substance was located inside the pocket on the mirror above the driver's seat. This also tested positive for met and fentanyl. Inside a can in one of the cup holders <laughs> was an unknown liquid containing multiple solid pieces floating around inside and appeared to match narcotics. Oh. <laughs> this was also seized for testing. Remember, no guns, no drugs, pulled over for a dishwasher. Yeah, yeah like the domino effect of just like pulled over for a small thing. Multiple drug charges. Mm. Mattingly was placed under arrest and moved to a patrol car. As the officer was leaving the traffic stop to take him to jail, Mattingly told the police to hold on because he had something up his butt, according to the report. Well, officers, I know when I'm bested. <laughs> You've got me on every other charge. Mattingly it's only a matter of time. Mattingly was removed from the patrol vehicle where he was able to pull the object out of his arse all on his own. The officer retrieved a tied-off plastic bag which contained a wa- an off-white and yellow powdery substance that later tested positive for... Meth? Fentanyl. Fentanyl. <laughs> Fentanyl. Man. <laughs> That's... Why was it in so his arse? So many crimes. Why was it pre-inserted? Yeah, that means he it was in his arse when he got pulled over. Cause, yeah, because there was a lot of other loose drugs in that car. Why wasn't that Cause he had, among like, them? Because he had fentanyl, like, all over the fucking car. Yeah. So why was this particular... Unless he was going somewhere that he was trying to get fentanyl into? Or mm. coming from somewhere? But if you're coming, you would take it out before you go driving. Florida man, he, do- he just does stuff. He doesn't know why he does stuff. He's just doing stuff. And I like the idea that they pulled him over and he put it up his own arse. Like while the police were on the way to the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On that walk. You've got got seven seconds straight up the arse. I don't know if I could do it in seven seconds. I need need to light some candles or something first. (laughs) (laughs) Some music needs to be on. I need to be soothed, let's be honest. Need, that bag needs to romance me a little bit. <laughs> needs to take me up. out for dinner first. <laughs> um, what do you think of Florida Man's story here, Sean? I think he's innocent. I think, look, I think he's uh, doing his best, honestly. Mm. Uh, I think he should learn to tie down his dishwashers. That's my takeaway <laughs> from this story. There's our advice for this if week's episode, If you've learned one thing this week. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that's it for this week's Weird News. Would you like me to take us out, Connor? Yeah, sure, why not? Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back on Friday with Hero or Zero. Next Wednesday with another Weird News Wednesday and more stuff coming out on the Patreon. We have Movie Mondays occasionally. It's all it's all a good, fun time. Um, not sure how much news there'll be because Hollywood's on strike, which we both support, except for Connor. He loves companies. Uh, so we both support, except for one of us. Yeah. Oh, there's three of us here. Me, ah. my, in, my inner thoughts, and you. <laughs> Uh, thanks to all of our wonderful patrons over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash years for higher podcast. Special shout outs go to Roisin the Wife Palmer, Joe Burney, Ryan Kamatsu Dozer Enthusiast Evanson, Waffles Loves You and is Hoping You Have a Good Day, David Clark, Sean Chuckle in the Wash and It'll Be Grand Jameson, Dominic, Anna Irish Walrus Forever, Hilm Roos, Danny McLaughlin, Lord Smish, Michelle Brown, Michaela Doughty, Frost, Buster, Ed Ball, Connor and Lorraine have struck again when Sean least expects it. Russ, despite Sean's excellent carpet glue suggestions, the obvious answer to the clear-up issue was a million otters. Parfit. Uh, that's true. Last week I suggested carpeting a motorway because you already had the glue down. Uh, <laughs> thanks as well to Jackson Bruheim. Liz had a few too many on St. Paddy's Day and tipsily subscribed to the Patreon, Kira Lawler and Abs Kebabs. Thank you all so much for your support we couldn't do the show without you you make it a hell of a lot easier to do this every week and every month and we really appreciate you 
There are other ways to support the show, though. You can go to the merch store, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop. Twitter is at heroesforhirepod. The four is the number four. Facebook is Detective Diplomats Discussion Group. Instagram is heroesforhirepodcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just a one, please. And I think that's about it, Connor. I think so. So I've been Connor Lohman. I've been Sean Liam. I shall see you all next week, guys. Bye. Bye. 